0: up atlanta sports fans i'm graham waldrop and alongside me as always is adam pensive kalal and we are Atlanta Zone, two atlanta natives recapping the week that was in atlanta professional sports wacky ass hijinks and analysis presented by the pigskin podcast network adam how's it going sir
1: graham it's going lovely let me be the first to wish you and your family a happy holidays
0: thank you chris berman (laughs) thank you boom thank you boom
1: uh yeah coming up on thanksgiving uh Falcons don't play on Thanksgiving, do they? Thank God they don't. The Hawks? Isn't basketball doing Thanksgiving games this year?
0: I don't know. You don't know? Uh Uh-uh. No info there? You just told me about a Hawks game that happened yesterday that I didn't realize (laughs) happened, so I'm a terrible source on the subject right now.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point, Graham. But, yeah, we're nearing, uh, you know, what, week 11?
0: This will be week 11.
1: Of NFL. How much did you enjoy not watching the Falcons this past Sunday?
0: That was great. You know, we went to – Recovered from our, our COVID booster shots and uh, went to Hudson Grill, the new new spot to watch football, and just enjoy looking around, watching the Bills game. It was super fun. So you still did NFL Sunday, still did NFL Sunday, but we had yeah. no stress. You know, the Ravens weren't on either, so we were just like, "This is great." We're just hanging out, watching all these games, watching that, watching the Giants, Texans, watching Dolphins, watching the Bears and Lions, which was crazy. It was so much fun not having to worry about these Atlanta Falcons. So. NFL clearly is
1: the one sport for you, anyways. That you can do that, just watch like yes. any team and yes. have a good time. Absolutely, you're not doing, you're not going watching the the Yankees, you know, Rays. No, on no, a James. Wednesday night, nah. Not watching the the Lakers, Nets, anything like that. No,
0: NFL is different. NFL is different. I think it's also just it's once you know it's once a week. There's there's like tons of I lo- I'm always a big fan of all these sports happening at once. That's why I love March Madness so much. It's like got, like, three TVs set up, watching all the games or at a bar.
1: Oh, you can do that with baseball. You can do that with NBA. You can,
0: you can, but you don't have as much access to those games, right? It's, um, you know, especially if you're watching from from home um, or even at the bar. You know, it's not like everybody has, like, the baseball package. You know, every, you know it's not like something that's uh, – or that's, uh, whatever they call it. I don't know what the baseball package is called. Extra innings, I guess, or uh, MLB TV. Not everybody has that. So it's like if you're going go to go watch – you know, you can't watch, like, five baseball games at once usually if you go to a bar. Or or basketball for that matter. So it's kind of like NFL is like the one sport every bar that's worth a shit, which is most sports bars that have multiple televisions are gonna have that Sunday ticket, and you are gonna be able to watch every game.
1: You are right. It's like the sixteen games. It's so unique. Yeah, like sixteen days out of the year you can watch your team play. Right. Seventeen now. Yes. And then if you are good, it's more than that. Yeah. But and- you know, we we've only been a lot of those sixteen games for about four or five years as Falcons fans.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No one, we, no one wants to watch us as evidenced by us being put on Thursday night football against the then 2-7 So Panthers.
1: sad. That's our one primetime game.
0: Yeah, it's our one primetime game. We shit the bed. I,
1: I I used to think, I was like, man, I'm really enjoying these 1 o'clock games, but now I'm kind of sick of them. I want like a 4 o'clock game.
0: Yeah, I know you were a big fan, Adam, this year of us really making the, the bins, as they call it. The Great Anus, a home court, home field advantage. My hometown stadium. Your hometown stadium. It certainly has been a lot better. Than us on the road, which was the inverse of what was happening last year. One and four now on the road after the twenty five to fifteen loss to Carolina.
1: That was ju- that game was disgusting, Graham. Like we knew it was gonna be disgusting.
0: Yeah, we t- we predicted it was gonna be low scoring and not nearly as exciting as the the game a few weeks ago.
1: You know, just with it all the variables, the Thursday night, the rain the rain, uh just I don't know. Just seeing a team again, it's like you kind of know what each is. Yeah. Each team's gonna
0: do. Well, that was the thing I thought that Carolina did a masterful job of, and something I was, you know, saying, I said this multiple times on the podcast last week. They're gonna feed Donta Foreman. And That's exactly what they did. He just crushed us. Thirty-one carries, one hundred thirty yards, one touchdown, averaged over four yards a carry. There's, it, it was just no resistance. We we could not stop him. And, uh, you know, P.J. Walker only throws the ball 16 times. It's not like he really did anything that game. And uh, our offense was just in shambles. Couldn't get anything going on the ground, really. Um, you know, Mariota's leading you in rushing. And, and Mariota had a really bad game. The offensive line had a really bad game. Um, it was gross. Just a gross effort all around. I don't
1: know what the hell happened to Cordell Patterson, where he's only getting five carries. Uh, we got Algier getting eight. But Huntley's only getting five. It's like, what, what happened well, to this run 40 times game plan? Yeah, it
0: was weird. 25 carries between five different people. And honestly, I mean, Huntley and, and Avery Williams were the most effective runners, but they weren't really given a chance. Mariota throws the ball, for some reason, 30 times in this game. The biggest deficit we had was, you know, I think 10 points.
1: Yeah, I mean, you got to think it's... I'm sure it was the way the defense was playing them. Stack, a new- stack in the box a lot more. Yes, than we've been seeing, and this was the okay. I am o- completely over with Mariota game. Like some of his de- like his decisions were terrible. The misses were terrible. I saw where he he's ranked like last in the league yeah. in terms of like open pass catchability or some bullshit like yeah.
0: that. Yeah, and it's been like that most of the year. I remember we talked about like four weeks ago, it was like the same kind of stat. He's either second to last or dead last in that in that statistic.
1: And he had that one just wretched play where he's getting taken down from behind. He's falling down. He's on his back. His he's head is looking the opposite way, and he just launches one up directly to the offender, which like came back, ended up being a sack, but that didn't matter. It's like, dude, I, I can't have my quarterback doing that it's like yeah. a high school football decision no it's
0: it's disgusting and he, had, he admitted he was pressing he admitted he was pressing
1: yeah you can just tell that like he he feels the quarterback controversy as well and it's like he's out there trying to save his job instead of making the smart football plays and like he was just like it was he had been taking care of the football but like th- that was just ridiculous and I, I just continue to be concerned with his connection with pitts like they are just not in sync at
0: all. It's just, There's another wide open miss this week, and I was just like, "Good lord!" And you man. know that
1: that's got to be weighing on Pitts, and
0: yeah, and he's got more of a connection with Bird than with Pitts, which yeah. is a problem. I mean, we we all like Demir Bird here; we think he's 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 turned into a nice receiver. But you spent, you know, your first overall pick, the fourth overall pick in the draft of uh, last year's draft, on DM Kyle Pitts. Yeah, like something's got to give here, and. Um, But, I, you know what, I kind of have a different perspective on this this week after watching that uh, that Thursday night game. I was all for, you know, uh, getting rid of Mariota. Not getting rid of him, but, you know, putting in Ritter um, as a starter. But do we really want to do that this year. We talked about it last week. It's like we're not going to win the Super Bowl. Hell, we might not even win the division now because we can't win a freaking game over the last two weeks, and the, the, the Bucks are – uh, you know, they they beat Seattle again. They're on a two-game winning streak. They might be getting some momentum. Is there really a point to starting Ritter this year when the offensive line is kind of breaking down a little bit in pass protection? Like, M- Mariota had a bad game. Like, no one can deny that. But he was under a lot more duress than he normally is. It's kind of been like that over the last couple of weeks. Are we trending towards this offensive line starting to play poorly in pass protection? Do we really want to put a rookie quarterback in the middle of that? But
1: you gotta know what you have.
0: That's that's and Ritter like a you, fair point also. Like
1: we we need to see him play and like look we're down to our third string guard. Although the saving grace is back this week, Graham on the line. Oh, uh, Wilkerson. Nope. Who? Jalen Mayfield. Oh God. He's back, baby. He's been injured. We're going to plug him in. No. He's going to take... live up to his great potential.
0: Who was the guy playing this week? Gossett? Gossett, yeah. I'll take Gossett. Gossett. I'll take a warm body. I'll Gossett take... was horrendous. Oh, he though. was, but he wasn't as bad as Jalen uh, Mayfield I don't know. He was
1: Mayfield bad. But like, the thing is, Mayfield. Multiple holding calls what, in a row. What,
0: what, what draft pick was Gossett? Oh, I got no idea. Yeah, exactly. What, draft, what round was was Mayfield?
1: Like a, what, like a third or third fourth? Third or
0: fourth, yeah. like Therefore, Gossett is better. If you're going to give me the same level of production, just give me Gossett. Mayfield shouldn't be on this damn team.
1: I don't understand the logic of... The, the logic is... Dr- they're Tom wanted- Brady was
0: drafted in the sixth round. I'm just saying, they're both equally bad, or comparably bad. So wh- who cares which one you play? I'd rather just not bring in Mayfield who hasn't seen game action all year. I hear you, Graham, but we've seen, like, we have seen improvement from McGarry... He kind year. of fell off a little bit last week too. I mean, it's Thursday nights. So. but
1: yeah, overall, like it, it might have just been sloppy Thursday
0: night shit. Maybe Gossett wasn't ready to go. Jake Matthews, you know, wife just gave birth. He like was rushed in an airplane to the to the That's stadium. That's true.
1: He showed up like an hour before. Yeah, so off.
0: it's like it's a little, you know, everybody's discombobulated on a Thursday night. But you know, I'm sure he was really discombobulated went through a lot of things over the last you know 24 hours, and he's asked to play a football game. So it was a shit game, but. I kind of, you know, there's a part of me that agrees with you, like, let's see what Ritter has. I just don't want to destroy the dude. I just don't want to get him destroyed, especially if you're bringing back Jalen Mayfield. that's just asking for the uh, disaster. Yeah, who the hell knows if,
1: if they're going to start. I mean, it was Arthur Smith getting asked about it left and right now. He's getting pissed off about there's no controversy. and He's very noncommittal. <clears throat> yeah, he doesn't like getting asked those questions, and he kind of attacks the media for it. But it's like, it's what we all want to know. And he was, like, very clear – Mariota's is going to start. Yes. And, you know, maybe this line situation is a point, but it's like, also we're only a game back technically, but the bucks are clearly trending in the, re- in a different direction than us, a, a better direction. Correct. Yeah. Um, so it's almost like starting Ritter at this point is like waving the white flag on the season. So maybe he doesn't want to do that. Well, I don't even know about that. I just think it's more about,
0: I think it is. I think the line has a lot to do with it. I really do.
1: I still think if they thought Ritter was going to give us a better chance to win off what they're seeing in practice, they would do that. And Arthur is like huge on, you know, can a quarterback call the offense? So that includes decision-making pre-snap, post-snap, at the line of scrimmage. So maybe Ritter's not there yet. Here's the
0: question, Adam. Do we think that Ritter can be better than 31st in completion percentage?
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, people, I saw a bunch of, like, preseason videos of Ritter this week of him, like, stepping up the pocket and just firing lasers in stride.
0: It was, like, oh. was against backups. I mean, let's keep that in right. mind. Yeah. Like, the, the game changes. But he, it's, like, two backup wide receivers as well. So. True. Um, you know, Mar- Mario just had a very mediocre season. Like I just said, 31st in completion percentage, 40th, like you were talking about, an off-target percentage, which is just horrible. Mediocre passer rate of 89.9. Um, and... He's thrown seven picks this year. Only, like, three or four more quarterbacks have thrown more, including uh, America's hero, Matt Ryan. So, uh, yeah. There's still a part of me that wants to say, yeah, let's see what we got in Ritter. And then the other part of me is, like, Off the offensive trash. But I think – I still think at the end of the day we will see – you know, we will see Ritter get at least a couple of starts by the end of the season because you're right. At the end of the day you have to see what you got in Desmond Ritter, and you also have to decide, and then at that point, you have to decide once you go in the off season, when we inevitably probably miss the playoffs, what are you doing at quarterback? Mariota's Mar- 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 gone after this year to me. Like, you know, whatever. I don't, I don't think we're going to see him again. No. Um, but you have to decide. Are you going to try and go after, like we talked about, Lamar Jackson? Are you going to try and draft another quarterback? Um, you're going to have a shit ton of cap space this year. What are you going to do?
1: You know, you know what? I've been seeing, well, by I've been seeing. I mean, I saw one rumor about it, and I was like, "Oh, that's intriguing." Yeah. Trade scenario. Okay. So we're always thinking draft. Sometimes you got to think trade. Sure. We got a lot of draft picks. We got a lot of
0: assets. No. Derek Carr from the Raiders. Um. No. 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 Not a, not a mobile enough. Taking a lot of taking a total beating over the course of you think his he's a career with the Raiders. He's not a loser. I just think he's 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 not the guy I want leading this franchise. Uh don't want to do that at all, personally. And I actually just having watched him uh play against uh Sunday ticketed. I did Sunday ticket yeah. this one. Um uh who was it against the the Colts? Um No. Oh, the game Matt Ryan won? Yeah, like no, not at all. Like there's there's nothing about Derek Carr at this point in his career that makes me want to say, yeah, let's trade for that guy. He could be your franchise quarterback. Absolutely not. Okay. We'll keep looking then. Um, and That's not to say that it's all his fault. It never is. But I just think at this point, uh, no.
1: I do think it's a cleaner approach if you can find like a veteran of sorts who's ready to just plug in. Like That's going to be just so much quicker than it could drafting be. a random quarterback that's coming out this year and just hoping for the best.
0: It's also one of those things... Where, like we've talked about on the show before, we've had there have been plenty of quarterbacks that have won Super Bowls on their rookie contracts because they just don't cost that much money. You can fill out your roster in other areas uh, and spend the money there on the line, on linebackers, etc. That's the reason, kind of the reason why I don't want to go for the veteran stuff Um unless it's the perfect fit. Because it's like I'd rather be spending that money on free agency. Going after great edge rushers or more help on the offensive line than I would, you know, spending that money on a quarterback.
1: Well, we're trade or trade for uh, Jordan Love, like someone who's still like they've got a contract in place, you know. But do you want Jordan bring Will? Aaron Rodgers in?
0: No, I don't want to bring Aaron. Rod- Aaron Rodgers is done. Stick a fork in him. I don't care if they beat the, the, right. the Cowboys. He looked pretty good Sunday. He looked pretty good, but like you look at the overall season and how freaking old he is. There's always already rumors about him wanting to – and, like, that's another thing. It's not like a Tom Brady scenario where you bring in Tom Brady to the Bucks and it's like, all right, we turn it around because they, they had a lot of great pieces in place. They had a great receiving core. They had a good line. They had a good defensive line. Bring in Tom Brady and then, you know, and Gronk and a couple other pieces and they just, you know, they won the Super Bowl. We are still not in a position where you can go out and get an Aaron Rodgers, get a Tom Brady, get someone like that and be like, all right, we put in the veteran, now we can go win the Super Bowl. This team is not prepared to do that.
1: Would you – Rather, we have the quarterback we're facing this week, Justin Fields.
0: I will say this. Um, Justin Fields is turning some heads. I, actually, this is like one of the first games I've really sat down and watched him. His rushing ability is unbelievable. I think he rushed for 174 yards in that game. The Lions have had one of the worst uh, def- defenses in the league this year, but sweet Jesus. I'm scared to see what it's going to do to us. Yeah, I think if you're uh, on DraftKings this week, you might want to take a flyer on Justin Fields and Cole Komet because they're, they're – they're turning, that's another thing, too. I was thinking about this. I was like, he was finding Cole Komet and all They're, they're tied in on, on these, these big passing plays. And I was like, be really nice if we had Justin Fields making these deep passes to one Kyle Pitts because Kyle Pitts is a hell of a lot better athlete than Cole Komet, no disrespect to him. So, yeah, there's part of me that'd be like, yeah, it'd be great to have Fields right now. But um, he, he's still a work in progress. But, yeah, man, he's uh, he's really take, two he,
1: with him now, he's so taken
0: like, that next step this year, yeah. I think, big time. And he doesn't really have a lot of super talented receivers on that team either. And um, what he's able to do with with his legs is, is, is really impressive. I think he set the NFL record for a season uh, – or set the NFL record for rushing by a quarterback in a, in a single game. I don't remember if it was this week or uh, or last week, but, man, he, he's just – he's turning it up. It's going to be a problem facing Justin Fields next week. All right, excuse me, this week.
1: I'm not excited to see him play, but I'm kind of anxious just because it's going to be – you know, obviously, we could have had him. Sure, and he'd be in a second year with us right now. Uh, I still
0: don't hundred percent believe he's like the next great thing, but no, he, he still has a lot. Of, I mean, he's also thrown seven picks this year. He's still far, you know, he's still working on his uh, his passing game, but the rushing has just been unbelievable.
1: But yeah, just like the like we've discussed many times, the fact that we've spent two high first round picks on two receivers that we can't get the ball to. It's frustrating. Yeah,
0: it's 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 such a stupid approach to me, regardless of how great the talents are. It just doesn't make sense. Those are the kind of moves you make when a team is on the cusp of, of, of really contending for a Super Bowl, not when you're rebuilding.
1: Yep. But winnable game this week, Graham. This is going to be like – this will be one – like if we look like shit again this week, then it's like, okay, we that little excitement from the beginning of the year, that is gone. Yeah. We are – beyond mediocre we're yeah. bad like you got to win this game this week
0: yeah bears are 3 and 7 they've they've coming off two really hard fought losses uh, lost at the end of the game to the the lions and then by like three points or something and then they lost the dolphins by like three points the week before so they're going to put up a shit ton of points i'm just i'm just going to say that right now um you know the last two weeks they've, they've scored over 30 points on um defenses that aren't good but our defense isn't good either and they have a really good running back in David Montgomery. Cole Komet has really come out and been uh, Justin Fields' top target. They're tight end. We're not great at guarding tight ends. Um, I'm more concerned about David Montgomery and Justin Fields just running all over us, though. With the way our running defense has been getting just totally gouged since uh, the first Carolina game, I think uh, this is this is a recipe for, for disaster for the defense. But I also think the offense— can get going a little bit in this game. You know the Bears are not great at, at defending at all. Um, they've traded away some some key pieces this year in their defense. So I think it's going to be a high scoring. This game is going to be in the upper twenties to low thirties, I think, and it's probably going to come down to the wire. Um, so that that's I think you're going to have two teams that are going to run all over each other.
1: Well, if that's the case, Graham, I sure hope that our kicker can make field goals and extra points.
0: Yeah, Ku missed two uh, two. What was it two extra points? Two extra this week? points. Yeah. yeah.
1: Horrendous. Mm -hmm. Especially like the second one, we're we're like, we had a chance to be back in that game that would have made it within three points. And then, like, all these missed extra points were just like, well, now we got to get a touchdown. And
0: And then, are you going to be able to make that extra point if we were able to get the touchdown? Right.
1: Yeah. So hopefully we can just chalk it up to
0: weird weather. But that's Thursday night, weird weather. Yeah. Disturbing. It it was. It was. But, you know, I think we've seen enough from Koo to know that, you know, he's still the man. Um, But he has missed some kicks this year. I'm like, hmm. Like, even that Chargers game where he missed that 50 mean, is not a gimme. Yeah, it's like
1: two or three games in a row, though, where he's got missed kicks.
0: Yeah. Um, so, hopefully he, he has his stuff together this week. Um, I just started to think about that last drive the Falcons had. i use air quotes, drive, where it was um, four plays, I think a sack, batting completions. Um, had a chance to tie, or not tie, but take the lead in the game, and just couldn't get anything going. It was just – it just epitomized the night.
1: There just needs to – if we ever have the ball with, like, less than four minutes and it's a one-score game, never punt it. Yeah. I don't care where you are on the field. We're not getting that stop. No. There's enough history to know that now. I don't care how many yards they need to pick up after the punt. We're not getting the stop. Yeah. You got to go for – it's fourth down territory. It's either we score or they're going to score.
0: Yeah, Arthur's – Kind of trusting his defense a little too much. Um, I think if you still had your secondary in place, we wouldn't be seeing the results we're seeing right now. Even though, like like we mentioned against the Chargers, they did a decent job, and they didn't do a bad job against uh, Carolina. But what's really the problem right now is 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 the running defense is bad, and teams are taking advantage of that. Yeah. So yeah, the, we're not going to be able to stop uh, stop teams who just need to run out the clock with the running game, and that's where I really get concerned with the combination of Fields and Montgomery and the Chicago game, it's, it's just going to be – kind of gives me the, the heebie-jeebies in terms of what they're going to do to us. They could rush for like 250 yards between themselves. In
1: fairness, you've said that about like every team's rushing attack against us. Well, I said last week Donta Foreman's going to kill us, and you he did. did. Yeah, but every week that's that's the concern.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're, we're not a good running defense, yeah. so I mean, it's like
1: – Just put Troy Anderson as a all-time quarterback spy on Fields. Yeah. That's his role.
0: Yeah. I mean,
1: that's all I, that's all I can think of.
0: It's I mean, Yeah. I don't know if he's, I mean, he is fast. I don't know if he's fast enough to contain fields, but who is, um, the good news for the secondary is there really is no standout receiver. Like Mooney's okay. Colt Komet's good. He's probably the guy I'm worried about the most, but it's not like you're facing a murderer's row, uh, from a receiving core or tight end standpoint. Um, but we gotta get back to our identity. We cannot have Marcus Mariota throwing the ball thirty times in this game. Run the ball down their throats. Use, use the trio of Algier, Huntley, and Patterson. Patterson needs to be getting more than five damn touches. I also want to see this offense start to get into uh, you know, starting in the habit of using the running backs in the passing game. It doesn't happen enough. And when we do it, like when that Panthers game when we used Algier in the passing game like four or five times, it was really effective. Why can't we do that more? Why can't Mariota have the same option that Tom Brady has? Where he has a running back either, you know, right in front of him or in the flat, just to dump the ball off and have these nice little four, five, six, seven, whatever yard pa- uh, pickups. Probably because they got to be in blocking all the time as well. I guess, but like, man, can we just do this a little more? Even design some run or design some passes for the running backs. It's mean, a talented group. Patterson should be used in some passing plays as well. Think we win this one? I think we do well i don't know
1: i smell a disappointing home loss i kind of do too yeah
0: i like i it it feels bad also feels like the bears have come so close recently that they're just gonna they're gonna break down the door eventually yeah um and also yeah i could i could definitely see chicago winning uh this game and that's kind of where my head's at right now unless we really turn around I i think it's still gonna be close i don't think i think even if we lose we're gonna lose by like somewhere between three and seven points
1: one of these days, I just want a, a blowout win. Like, we, we've never done You, got, got you kind
0: of got one with the 49ers, one by two touchdowns. It's not a blowout, but it's still. Yeah. yeah. And looking at where San Francisco is now, that looks like a miracle.
1: Right, right. Yeah, we, it, we caught them at the right time. Yeah. I mean, that that's how that's how it is in the NFL. It's all about when you catch a team as well. Yes. By the time these Bucks come back around, they're probably going to be, you know, just flying high. Yeah, it'll be like 11-5 and
0: five or whatever.
1: Yep.
0: Well, that's it for the Falcons this week. Let's... Hope and pray for a victory, but at the very least, it should be entertaining. It should be a hell of a lot more entertaining than that dismal Thursday night game. Uh, All right, we're going to take a break, hear a word from our sponsors, and we're going to talk some Braves in November. Very exciting. Oh, yeah. Your
1: kicker's lining up for an onside kick. The chances of regaining possession are very slim, Graham. The stakes are high, and the tension is higher. Your pulse... He kicks and he watches the ball lands. Make every play feel this exciting with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, and their unbeatable offers. Right now, new customers can make any $5 NFL bet and get $200 in free bets
0: if your team wins. All right, football fans, went one-on-one last week. Back with two more picks for your DraftKings Sportsbook Sunday. Let's talk about what we just were talking about, for lack of a better way to put it. Falcons and the Bears. The Bears get three and a half going into this game. As much as it pains me to bet against the Falcons, I am taking Chicago with a three and a half. It's going to be a really close game. Chicago might outright win the game, so I would take the Bears over the Falcons on Sunday. And the second game I would definitely take is Washington against Houston. Washington just beat, just beat the Eagles in Philly, on Monday Night Football, being by 10 points. And now they're playing the Texans. Is it a trap? Could it be a trap game? Sure. The Texans are only getting two and a half points. So take Washington. Don't overthink it. Take the Commanders. They're on a roll. So, to recap, that's Bears over the Falcons. Bears get three and a half. And take Washington over Houston, even though they're giving up two and a half to the Texans.
1: Thank you, Graham, for those... Wonderful picks. To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped up, same game parlays once per game, all season long. So here's what you got to do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Just place a $5 bet on any football game, only at DraftKings Sportsbook using code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply.
0: See show notes for details. All right, Adam, it's time to talk about the Braves. In November, as you were saying earlier, we got a lot of uh, hot stove information to talk about.
1: Hot stove, hot market, one of those Hot market, that's phrases. what you called it before. Hot market. That was yeah, a great
0: yeah. malpropism. So yes, please enlighten us. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you had all the goods, Graham. Oh, well, okay, we can start with the obvious, which is uh, Matt Vaskersian. Starting some shit.
1: No, I think these are silly rumors, but okay.
0: Well, that's why I thought you. What other
1: hot stove rumors are there? Oh, Guillermo Heredia got uh, not released, but designated for assignment. Yeah, we know that. We traded for Col- uh, Colby Allard again.
0: Colby Allard's back. Yeah, from the Rangers. We traded Oda Rizzi. Yeah, I saw we
1: traded Oda Rizzi. Yeah, mainly just to like save two and a half million dollars and save the
0: Braves having to spare him a damn roster spot. But yeah, Allard was what we got back in the trade. Okay, and he's terrible. He's, yeah, he hasn't been good. I think he went to the Rangers. Um, okay, so Allard's back. But probably not on the team. Probably not. So uh, just, Jesse Chavez is back. Jesse
1: Chavez is back.
0: Minor league deal, but gets $1.2 if he makes the major league roster. Yeah. yeah, we all, yeah. Which we all know he will.
1: We've got a, another reliever from the Rangers as well. Some hard-throwing guy that had a 5 ERA. So that's promising. Great. <laughs> Yeah, so I wanted to address the Dansby rumors that I've been hearing. And this is just like, you know, what's been leaked to the media anyways. And you know how Anthopolis works. Like that's, just because you hear it doesn't mean it's anything he's ever actually said. But I've been hearing shit about how like the Braves might be okay with the internal options, which would be either Vaughn Grissom or
0: Orlando Garcia. It's fucking ridiculous to think that Orlando Arcia could hold Dansby Swanson's jockstrap.
1: Well, no, I don't I don't think they're saying he's going to be the same
0: player, but maybe they're saying they could spend that money elsewhere. Well, you better go be, you know, you better be getting a, a absolutely top-tier left fielder or starting pitcher if if you're not paying Dansby Swanson then. If you're saying Orlando Arcia is my shortstop, that's bullshit. What about Vaughn Grissom? Still bullshit. We have we haven't he hasn't played a single inning of shortstop. And he's played for, you know, he played for a month and fell off. And uh, didn't do well, uh, you know. September on.
1: It's cer- It would certainly be a risk.
0: I think. I think it'd be a, a real mistake at this point to let Dansby go, unless you really know something about Von Grissom that we don't. Which obviously they do. They know a hell of a lot more about Von than than we do. But if you really think that he's ready, and if and if it's Arcia, I'm just I'm just gonna riot. Like I, I just think that's a total crap move. And if you. Like There's no excuse for the Braves to be cheap here. Absolutely no excuse for the Braves to be cheap. If Arcea becomes the starting shortstop, you better, like I said, top-tier starter, top-tier corner outfielder. If you don't, then that's, that's bullshit. I might not go to a game next year. <laughs> no, because what's the point of me going to spend... like When I spend money at the battery, when I spend money at the stadium, I know in my head, I think I am supporting the Braves' payroll.
1: Well, I think the, the thought is that Spending the money on Dansby, there's still other guys that need to be re-signed, and you won't be able to do that. Who are the other guys that need to be re-signed?
0: Uh, Max Fried. Anthobos doesn't like signing starting pitchers to long-term deals, unless you're Spencer Strider and you're a unicorn and super young. Bullpen still needs to be
1: addressed. We need one or two more pieces there. Uh, I mean, everyone else is pretty much locked That's in, what I'm saying. I guess. Just, just bring Dansby back. Just, yeah, and and there's I've seen someone showing him in Dodger
0: blue. That would be disgusting.
1: I think the Orioles are looking at him.
0: Orioles said they're going to spend money this year, so and you know they're looking to. That'd maybe, be such a loser move by
1: Dansby, though. Yeah, I'm sorry. The Orioles are not going to win anything ever. They,
0: I don't know about that, man. They won 83 games with nothing last year. I don't year. care.
1: They're not winning a championship.
0: They're not going to win a championship next year, but they might. They might compete for one in the next two to three seasons. If you're willing to take more money, loser franchise. They've been a loser franchise recently. When have they? If they won a World Series, they won three World Series. When's the last one? Like '85 or something. Okay, that's a lot of losing. It's a lot of losing for sure. We have two in that amount of time. That's crazy. That's man. that's true. We definitely have had more success uh, in the Orioles over the last even 20 years. Um, but their team on the rise. It's not. It's not a place I would envision him going. I think he's going to want to go somewhere where you can win now, as opposed to two or three years from now. Um,
1: but I, I just don't see them getting any of the other bigger contract shortstops like Trey Turner, Correa. Correa would be great, man. Yeah, but I don't see them. He plays sp- spending defense, like and he's a better hitter. Forty percent more for those guys. Like yeah, Dansby's the guy. If you're signing one of the big money guys, it's got to be Dansby.
0: Yeah. The thing that worries me about Dansby, even though I was just like, "Bring back Dansby!" Like this is a bunch of bullshit. Is is just thinking about how his bat dropped off a little bit in the second half of the season, and it's like, is he worth over a hundred million dollars as a player?
1: Yeah, and 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 those were the things that your boy ESPN rumor mill guy, Matt Vasgersian, yeah, that's what he was saying is to like the Acuna camp's not going to be happy if. Dansby's making like twenty five million a year, compared to what Acuna's well, making. Well, you know
0: what? That was four years ago. Markets change, yep. and Acuna agreed to that deal, knowing full damn well—I'm sure his agent told him this. I'm sure he knows this—that he was taking less for, you know, peace of mind. I feel like you can't just, you can't get fucking mad now. I feel like you can't get mad. I feel like now.
1: people are just making a villain out of Acuna. I feel like. He's not pushing, putting any of this out there.
0: No. As far as we know, he's hunky-dory. There's also Vax... Yeah, you know, uh, Vaskirjan also said something like that the Acuna camp is angry at preferential treatment that Dansby Swanson has been getting or whatever. It's like... Acuna... Uh, I just don't buy that. What preferential treatment? That's the thing. is that he has nothing to back that up. He has no quote. He has no source. He has nothing. So... Um, or if he does, it hasn't been revealed. And the Braves came out and said they're not trading Acuna and that this is all just a bunch of bullshit. Mm-hmm. Ken Rosenthal actually reported that. So, um, yeah, I'm sure Acuna – I mean, Acuna is a much better player than Dansby Swanson. Top to bottom. There's just no comparison. I mean, Dansby's an elite defender. He's had one half-decent offensive season, which was last year. Acuna's been a beast his whole career. He had a bad season for him this year. But I chalked that up a lot to the ACL and recovering from that. And he you know, he's, he said that, that. That screwed him up a little bit. But you look at their career side by side, even though Dansby's been playing a little longer than Acuna, there's no comparison. Of course is worth more than Dansby Swanson. But with how the market changes and the, the, the deal that he agreed to, you can't get fucking mad about it. You, you cannot get mad about it because that's the deal you made at that time in that market, and, and you took under market value for what you were. Or what, and, and really, what you became. So, I don't, you know, I, I don't, until I hear Acuna actually bitch about it, I can't get mad at some jackass out there saying that Acuna is going to get mad about it. Seems like you are getting mad about it, Graham. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm, he shouldn't I, get mad. He shouldn't get mad. He has no reason to get mad. Right. The only person he can be mad at if he is actually mad is himself.
1: But, I mean, yeah, you got to, I mean, especially with his. Like Is he agreed to the deal? His well, his also like his career could be drastically changed because of that knee injury. That's why you do sign that deal, exactly. Because right? you're not getting 400 million of like, yeah. You if, got you're, a if your knees fucked knee. up, yeah, you exactly. Know? So, anywho, Graham, just, I think that's just what we needed to address. So it's nice to have a normal baseball off season. Yeah, it isn't. Remember last year with the strike? Like none of this. It was like what till February or March. We still don't know what was going on. Yeah. with Freddie, I. Hopefully, this will be more of like a you know GM meetings in December. That's when things really start to fly.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think we'll start to see some things around then, uh, with with in regard to Dansby, and potentially other free agent moves. I hope the Braves actually spend some this year. Not not ill advised spending, but you know, give me a big splash that you think is actually going to work. And I don't even mean like Degrom. I'm kind of worried about Degrom's arm, honestly. But you know, go out and get me. Some beast left fielder. I don't even know what the free agent class is other than Aaron Judge and Dansby Turner, Correa, and 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 guys like that. But like, I would love to just get a stud left fielder and be like, "That's our everyday left fielder." Plug them into the the four or five spot in the lineup. Let's go.
1: Yeah, no, that would that would feel great. Yeah, it's a massive hole. Yeah,
0: gotta fill it. Um, but you know, we'll see what happens. Hawks
1: beat the Milwaukee Bucks last night. Yeah, nine and five. The Bucks only have three losses. Two of them are two us. Mm-hmm. Solid. Yep. Defense has like been consistently a lot better, even with Trey back. Yeah. So that's good to see. Um Trey seems to be finding a shot a little bit more. Yep. We jumped the gun on this AJ Griffin being great thing.
0: <laughs> it was such but an he's inspiring just, performance. He's just, he's just not playing again. So yep.
1: we, but we we kinda we see that from Nate in the past. We should know that's coming. But it's interesting. He's kind of been changing up the rotations a little bit the last couple of games. Justin Holiday hasn't been getting in as many minutes. So I don't know what's going on there.
0: Yeah, it's been a little bit of an up-and-down stretch, two and two since that big win against the Bucks. Dropped the game to the Jazz, beat the Sixers, lost to the Sixers, then beat the Bucks again. So it's a little up-and-down, but at least, you know, it's okay. You know, we're still early on. I'm overall encouraged by what I'm seeing. Trey's gonna be fine. Trey's gonna be just fine. I, I'm, I'm not worried about Trey. We know what Trey Young is at this point. Um, I, I, I'm not concerned. He's never gonna be a good defender. He's probably never gonna be as good of a three point shooter as we as he wants to think he is. But still a great passer. Still an overall good shooter. Still an offensive facilitator. Really key part of this team. I'm I'm not worried about about Trey.
1: No, I mean he's always, he's kind of always started slow. If you remember. Yes. Yes. He kind of cranks it up around Christmas time. Right. Everyone calm down about Trey. Yeah, it'll be fine. They're gelling.
0: Yeah. Big game tonight against Boston. Uh, That's about to start. So it'll be interesting to see what the results are. That, obviously, we can't talk about it because it's not on yet. But, um, yeah, still more tough games on on the schedule. Boston, Toronto, Cleveland, Um, you know, the thing I like about what the Hawks are doing right now is that they're they're in these games, they're competing in these games, they're going through a tough part of the schedule early on in the season. They're doing a decent job, you know. It's not like we're winning every game or going on a big winning streak, but we're you know we're not losing any ground either. Right. So
1: not better than your your favorite team, the Los Angeles Lakers, are two and ten. Uh, they're
0: two and ten.
1: Yeah. Holy shit. How crazy is
0: that? Wow. You want to go out there and get Anthony Davis? No. Anthony Davis is an injury case. LeBron is like seventy five years old. Russell Westbrook's terrible now. You don't want to bring in
1: LeBron on the flyer? Trade a first round pick for LeBron. I mean, that'd be
0: kind of cool. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't lie. I mean, LeBron can still ball. Oh yeah. I mean, I would uh
1: You know Udonis Haslam is still playing.
0: Yeah, he's, he's still on the heat. He's been playing since like two thousand one. He's forty two. He hardly plays at all. Yeah. He's just a he's more like a like a mascot at this point. He's like the he's like Pablo Sandoval. Is I for think us.
1: coach would be a little more
0: respectable. Yeah, it would be a little more respectful thing. He is more of a coach mentor type. Yeah, <laughs> but he's also a symbol. He's a figure. You know what? He's been there for all their recent championships. He's been there with Dwayne Wade. He's been there with Dwayne Wade and Shaq. He's been there with Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, and LeBron. You know, he's he's. A symbol of Miami Heat basketball. I didn't know you had so much passion about you. I just Hassan. know about Udonis Haslem, dude. Like he's one of those players you grow up with, you grow up liking. Like he's like a beast on the defensive. When the NBA was actually like a real sport, and it wasn't sure. just guys standing around shooting three pointers. This guy was an animal out there. He was he, that he, dog. He was that dog. He would go over there, and rip your throat out for a rebound. Yeah, tear the juggler out. He would dive on the floor for balls. He was an inspiring, and probably you know, he still is an inspiring player. Love Udonis Haslam. Hmm. The Udonis Haslam episode. Yeah, maybe we should bring him sort of some veteran leadership. He would never leave the Heat, but veteran leadership. Just throw him on the end of the bench. Yeah. Have him play like 15, 20 times a year in garbage time.
1: Yeah. Sure. That's A.J.
0: Griffin's time right now, though. It is weird that he has that great game, and then I just hate what McMillan does with rookies. I don't I don't understand. We've like,
1: still been like bringing him in a little bit, but
0: not to the extent it's tough man yeah here we are just sitting here with you know critical of decisions and we have no idea what the hell really goes into them that's a good point yeah so but that's your abbreviated hawks report we'll have more to talk about next week after these uh big games as mentioned against boston toronto and the cavaliers um all right well that wraps us up we'll see y'all next week actually yeah, I guess we, maybe we'll do one before Thanksgiving.
1: Might have a special episode. Might or, have a special Or episode. no episode. We'll yeah, see.
0: we'll see. If we don't see you next week, we'll see you the week after. Um, if we don't see you next week, let us be the first to wish you a happy Thanksgiving. Yeah,
1: I already did. <laughs> <laughs> you wished me a happy Thanksgiving. Got it. That's a good I'm point. I'm wishing
0: everybody, the audience out there, a happy Thanksgiving. That's a good point, Graham. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. All right. See you all. Uh, until then, rise up. Chop <laughs> on. Unite and conquer. And remain true to Atlanta.
1: I'll